Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the West Florida Student Ministries podcast or roadcast as I like to call it because uh, most of the time these uh, episodes are produced while I'm driving down the road. Uh, I get the pleasure of traveling across our incredible district, uh, which is the West Florida District Council of the Assemblies of God, and uh, our district covers the panhandle of Florida from the Alabama line in Pensacola all the way over to the Suwannee River, and uh, we have 160 churches in our district, and uh, I get the privilege and honor uh, to serve under our superintendent in the capacity of coaching and training uh, both children's and uh, student pastors across this great district, and so often I'm riding down the road and I just get inspired with different things, and I thought, you know what, let me jump on and do a recording, or uh, the man could be a great teaching or something for others to think about. I certainly don't know it all. I've been in ministry full-time now for uh, close to 17 years. I have been a youth pastor. I volunteered in children's ministries, and then I've senior pastor revitalizing the church for about three and a half years before coming into this role, uh, which I will have been in this position uh, seven years come June. And uh, it's just exciting to see what God's doing across our panhandle and district. And so, uh, just, hey, uh, this is a roadcast, and so you're going to hear road noise. I don't have a nice studio that I'm sitting in, and uh, it's just me and my minivan. Uh, Got to give a shout-out to the Honda Odyssey. Uh, it's a good, comfortable minivan, at least. And uh, you hear all the vibrations of the road, the little lines that make the noise, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just an opportunity uh, for me, when, when I'm alone, a lot of times traveling, to, to share my thoughts and hopefully speak something into your life that will help you out. Today on this roadcast, I want to talk to you about ROI. ROI. Many of you have heard this before, uh, especially if you're uh, starting your retirement up. Uh, some of you uh, maybe have businesses and a lot of what you do uh, for your family or as many as you make investments. And with every investment, you hear about this little three-letter initials, ROI, which stands for return of income or return of investment. Uh, and, and it's an income that comes back to you based on the level of investment that you make as well as the risk uh, that, that you are willing to accept because of uh, maybe depending on the, uh, the investment that you're making. Some, some stocks or some investments are way more risky than others, and so they're more volatile. And so those are the ones that tend to give you the greatest return of investment. Uh, so you get the greatest income from that as long as you time it right and you get it right. Outside of that, if you blow it, man, it could be also the one that hurts you the worst. And so you, a lot of you, uh, not all of you, have probably heard of return uh, ROI, return of, return of investment, return of income. But I want to uh, change the I tonight, and I want to talk to you a little bit about a return of influence. See, in student ministers' lives, and as well as any ministry for that matter, and leaders, uh, different leaders and organizations, you're making investment into the people that you're over. Uh, you are, you're serving a team, you're leading a team, and you have people that are under you that you are trying to show them the way, you're pouring into them, you're connecting with them, you're developing relationships with them, and so you're making an investment into their life. And so in the, in the youth pastor world, the student ministry world, it really comes down to these relationships with students, relationships with parents. The relationship with parents are so vital, but the problem is a lot of kids that there aren't parent figures that are involved. We have a, a, a an overburdened uh, foster system right now, and so a lot of students that are in our ministries are coming out of foster homes, and they're coming to church with families uh, within our church that are trying to help those kids out. But I want to talk to you a little bit about this return of 
influence. And so the greater the, the investment into their lives, the greater the return of influence that you have in that student's life. And that's, that's really why we do what we do, isn't it? You know, there's, there's a joke that goes around in the ministry world a lot of times that says, you know, ministry would be fun if it wasn't for people. Pastoring would be fun if it wasn't for people. And, you know, it, it's really a horrible joke because the whole reason we do this is because of people. Now, listen, like I said, I've, I've seen your pastor and I've youth pastored. I've, I have volunteered on different kid men teams. And uh, I, I've been around uh, some people that, man, I wish I could clone them and just saturate the earth with them. But then I've also been around and pastored people that I'm so thankful that there's only one of them. And uh, and you know what I'm talking about, the, the, the level of stress and, and things that they can uh, bring into a, a situation. But, man, we do what we do because of people. We love people. We are commanded by, by our Lord and Savior to go and to do unto others as we would have done unto us. And that's to, to show them, it's to love God with everything God, but then love our neighbors, love people as we love ourselves. And that's, that's where we have to remind ourselves a lot of time. Ministry is dirty. Ministry is hard. Ministry can be painful. Uh, listen, you are investing into students that they get those teenage years, and it's like they have lost their ever-loving mind. Matter of fact, studies have shown, scientists have talked about how preteens and 10-year-olds even tend to have better uh, a better set of skills and their, their brain function to help them look at... Um, What's going to happen? They make better decisions than a, than a teenager. They understand the decision they're about to make. They have a better grasp of, is this a good decision or a bad decision, than what a teenager does whose body's going through a major hormonal shift, and it, and it, and it depletes the, the, the hormone that helps them to understand what consequences they're about to face when they do what they're about to do. And so we understand ministry's messy. And it's painful. You've got, you know, a young girl that you've been investing in her life, and all of a sudden, man, she makes some bad choices, and now she's, you know, pregnant, or she's, you know, trying to, you know, dealing with a, a drug decision somewhere in somebody's life, uh, dealing with uh, some kind of addiction from alcohol, or, man, in today's time, pornography is rampant. Uh, when you see the statistics that, that uh, a, I forgot what it was, but a huge total or, or number of kids have, have already looked at pornography before the age 13 because of this digital world we live in. It's incredible. And so we know how frustrating and hard and chaotic and messy and painful ministry can be. But let me just tell you, it's in some of those places, it's in some of those risky moments with some of those kids that are, maybe they're the bus kid, they're the neighborhood kid, they're the one that doesn't have the parental figure speaking in their life, and it's risky to get involved in their life. There's a, It's a high level of risk. But, man, let me tell you, that's where the greatest return of influence can come from. So I just want to challenge you to think about who God's called you to. For some of you, man, it's, it's, it's the elementary kids, and you love them, and they're down there. But, man, what an investment. What a time, what a formidable period of their life that you're able to get down there and love on them and encourage them. Others, it's the middle schoolers. Some, it's the middle school and high school. Mix. Some, it's young adult into the, the college age. God's called you to a demographic of people and students, and, and he's called you to love on them, to lead them, to encourage them, to disciple them, and to do life with them. And if you look at Jesus' disciple plan, it was him doing life with his followers. He found some guys that were committed to what they were doing already. They were fishermen, they were doctors, they were tax collectors, 
they had jobs, they were doing things already, and he said, hey, you'll follow me, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And these guys dropped what they were doing, and they, they, they went all in, and they were totally committed to following Jesus, and he discipled them by doing life with them. He discipled them by walking through the, the messiness of life with them, and then he led by such an incredible example. Now I know we're not Jesus. We're far from perfect. There's none that's righteous, no, not one, according to the to the Bible. And, and so we understand our sins as, as filthy rags unto the Lord. And so we, we get it. We are unrighteous on our own and on our flesh. But thanks to Jesus through the blood that he shed on Calvary for our benefit on our behalf, we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And so he knew who he was getting when he asked you to follow him. And he knew who and what he was getting when he called you to minister to the people and the students that he's called you to minister to. And so in all your insecurities and all your issues and all that kind of, all the stuff that you face in battle, he knew what he was getting. All the hang-ups and the hurts and the habits that you have that you're still trying to work through, he knew what he was getting when he called you, but he called you anyway. And so, man, what, what an awesome opportunity now that we have to go love on some kids that are pretty risky. Love on some kids that, man, their, their lives are, are pretty crazy, pretty painful. What an incredible opportunity to make an investment that will have a return of influence that you may not know on this side of eternity. But one day when you're standing before Jesus, you're going to get to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So listen, whether you pastor three kids or one kid or 300 or 3,000, it doesn't matter. Do it with all that you got. I encourage you to be all in. And I encourage you to really think about the level of investment that you're making into their life because there's an incredible return of influence that you are that you are gaining in their life, influence that is going to speak to them that one day when they're probably 10 years older or starting their own family, it'll be an influence that will still be impacting them for years to come. So think about what he's called you to do, who he's called you to, and, man, go at it with everything you got. And I'm telling you, you're going to see an incredible return that one day when you're standing on the other side of glory, man, Jesus is going to love on you, and he's going to high-five you, he's going to chest bump you, and he's going to say, well done, well done, thank you. So, guys, I hope this should encourage you tonight. Uh, I'm riding down, uh, going to a, a service this evening. It's a Wednesday night to cheer on one of our uh, youth pastors over here and to, to be there to serve them. Find somebody you can connect with this week. Talk to them about this podcast. Get their get their input. Talk about the students that they're reaching. Talk about the students that you're reaching. And maybe together you can even come up with some creative ideas that might help either one of you face some of the things that you're facing. Help with some of the struggles or some of the issues that you have because together you can make a greater investment and get a greater return for your influence as well. God bless you. Enjoy. Enjoy.